Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 338, and today we'll be talking about I Heart Hartford from Summer Camp Island. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So I'm 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 a little half disappointed that they did not do a special version of the theme song just for this episode. Like magic is not here. <laughs> non-talking toothpaste yeah that would have been a good one i guess to be fair they uh they did have elves and monsters there it's just for whatever reason the magical stuff like the the non i don't know because the elves and the monsters are magical too why are they in hartford there's no inexplicably sentient things in hartford that's really the focus of what's excluded there you can use toothpaste You can make cakes and pies, and none of them will talk. Is this like the one town on the island that's banned slavery or something? Why does this exist? (laughs) Wait, hold on. Do we need to unpack that? Slavery? Is that what all of our poor little sentient creatures that fulfill their roles are? That is what it was like on Steven Universe. All those little uh, gem-infused objects were much, much closer to the idea of forced... uh, labor although they were pre-given their roles from existence i guess which is still horrifying is that but oscar's pajamas the trees they're all they're all consenting in in their world right it doesn't seem like uh i don't know all i'm thinking of is that pie like oscar honestly expected that pie to be sentient that's that's why he talked to it to make sure that it was a normal pie so I mean, they eat sentient beings, but that's just murder. Yeah, we've talked about eating sentient food, and that was his expectation. So, like Morden would say, implications unpleasant. <laughs> I, I do love the existence of this town, though. There's something about, like, deeply within me that loves being familiar with a place and then finding out that there's some inexplicable other place, like, I even had dreams as a kid of being in my house, but there would just be a new room somewhere or a third floor Ooh. that didn't exist in my house. And so this like deeply appeals to like something subconscious and probably some young or Freud fan out there is ready to psychoanalyze me. But I just love that sitting on this island the whole time is an entire town accessible through Susie's basement that I think this is the first time we've seen. Yes. Yeah. Yes, this was the first revelation of Hartford, and I believe the first revelation of her basement yeah. as well. But Sneaky. So, David, would you would you say it was fair to say that you heart Hartford? Oh, my God. So, we could go on a very long tangent about this, but I'll try to keep it short. So, I saw the I Heart Hartford t-shirt, which has I and a heart, and then another heart symbol, and then furred. And I just thought, oh, you know, that's got to be on the Cartoon Network shop, right? And it's, it's, it's not. And then what's worse is going into the rabbit hole of the Cartoon Network shop, online shop, is it's just a weird place full of inexplicable merch options. I mean, some of them, sure, they have millions of coffee mugs and t-shirts with like, you know, some of them are good and some of them are just like, how? And then there's just like other things, like an obsession with pillows that I don't understand. And some of the ruby and sapphire pillows look cool. And some of the designs look indie. And there's Adventure Time panty sets but no uh boxer brief sets it's you know i just i don't know but at the end of it all there's no i heart hartford shirt or sweater or hoodie and i don't get it because you know they've done this kind of really custom thing before they had the 
Guitar Dad shirt on the store. But the thing is, if you're like me and you live in a middle ground of embarrassment of your love of cartoons in the real world, you'd probably love to wear something like I Heart Hartford because it doesn't immediately stand out as a show about, uh, well, I don't even know how to summarize Summer Camp Island in a single sentence. But uh, it also is the same appeal I have seen the Steven Universe star shirts. Compared to Guitar Dad, where you're like, you have a story that you have to tell every time you wear that t-shirt. But it's whatever. I'm just going to continue my low-key lobbying for a joke about coffee shirt from the series. Like, the fact that the fact that, that shirt does not exist is a, is a crime against merchandising. It's just, it's clearly based, if you look at the merch on their shop, clearly they're not worried about like even selling a thousand <laughs> some of these products so like why don't they get a little more whimsical with their choices you know just put a picture of a possible shirt up there and then if someone does happen to buy it go ahead print one through custom ink your cartoon network you're part of at&t now you got the money but you know forget about it Pro Wrestling Tees does a booming business at $25 a shirt for print-on-demand, so I'm certain there's a way to do something similar for cartoons, and the great thing about it is you can just you can just put five new designs up every week, ten new designs every week, and if one doesn't sell, that doesn't matter. You don't have any inventory to keep track of. Like, I'll say part of me is completely fine with every, you know, capitalist instinct not being immediately fulfilled by the show. Like, you know, maybe we don't need merch for everything all the time. But the thing is, if you put t-shirts in your show, uh, they might get stuck in my head. You better sell it. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. You you talked about us seeing Susie's basement for the first time. And there there was a little animation goof that I'm surprised wasn't on the wiki. But there was a, a bit where her, what, what would you call that? The stuff on her face? wasn't there when she was trying to hold them Ooh. up. Okay, pay the toll, guys. And it disappeared for that shot and that shot only. Yeah, the fi- the face mask disappeared. Weird. I totally missed that, but good catch. Um, I'm sure it actually has a deep explanation. Yep. I mean, she is magical, after all. I don't remember the name of the episode, but like the one in Adventure Time where they totally justified why Simon's crown was lying somewhere when it wasn't supposed to, and it's totally an animation goof, and they retconned it into like a critical plot point. <laughs> Which was amazing. I mean, that's 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 Adventure Time right there. They retconned. Well, and, you know, Summer Camp Island seems to share some heritage with Adventure Time, including in some retconning, as we've previously yeah, discussed. Just, uh, so. just a smidgen. Just a smidgen of retconning. Uh, uh, but not in this season. We have to get till season three for that. <laughs> yep. Allegedly. I allege that they retconned in season three. So I do want to say we were talking about the disturbing implications of sentient things, but I'm surprised that you didn't talk about <laughs> Oscar talking to, I forgot which monster, about non-magical and non-scented toilet paper. Oh, that was Howard, I believe. That's, uh... So, Ooh. can we talk about that? Maybe we shouldn't. I mean, really, I'd rather not talk about that. The implication there, I'm just gonna go ahead and state it, is that the toilet paper on the rest of Summer Camp Island is magical and scented. And yeah, I, I'm I, neither of which are desirable. Uh, yeah. I, oh, I don't know. Mint toilet paper. You know, don't you mm, want to leave the bathroom little... with a fresh <laughs> mint? All aroma? I can think of is how much that would sting. <laughs> oh, 
the idea of chocolate chip mint ice cream is definitely in my head for no related reason. <laughs> oh boy. So that's that's awful. <laughs> I also enjoyed the the whole little storyline of Oscar's toothpaste sort of from start to end, his little relationship that we'd never seen before and then the um truly hilarious ending. I, that was that was hilarious for you. That was so sad. Like this guy was <laughs> totally all in on Oscar, but he knew that if you love something, you just have to let it go. They need to bring him back as like a true villain that you forgot about, you know? Like just pull a full Was it the first Scooby-Doo movie? This is a spoiler for one of the live action Scooby-Doo movies, so skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. But like in one of those live action Scooby-Doo movies, Scrappy-Doo is introduced in the first five minutes and they kick him out of their van and then he's not mentioned for the rest of the movie and then he turns out to be the twist villain at the end. So I'm ready for this toothpaste guy to be like, oh, you know, we forgot about him. He's not a big deal. No, he's the, you know, he's in control of the, the magic and sucking it away from people actively because of how hurt he was from Oscar. Now, I don't, I don't think the toothpaste would pull a spinel on all of us. I think, <laughs> I think if the toothpaste comes back, he'll come back at a time when we truly need him. Maybe, maybe he and Oscar will be the best friends who had to live apart to save magic. That is another t-shirt I would buy. A spinel and Summer Camp Island Oscar's toothpaste t-shirt. The, they need each other. Yeah, they can be, they can be, they can be each other's friends, but Spinel needs a friend. This toothpaste needs a friend. Also, another question. What happens to the toothpaste after the toothpaste has been all squeezed out? Maybe they just, maybe you just get sent to the island of misfit toys. Maybe that's what happens. Let's talk about Poompkins. <laughs> Poompkins. Oh, I'd kind of rather not. That whole <laughs> sequence where they're inflated from the Poompkins was disturbing as was not as disturbing as the sequence of them eating it that was pretty bad i just love that not once but twice oscar asks didn't you mean pump (laughs) and just gets cut off i mean that was that that was the one word that paulette did not misspell nope that was not misspelled i also like the little joke they had with the different yurt companies with the same employee but then it turned out that they actually were distinct employees Except they were all communicating, which actually makes sense because apparently the whole town was colluding to get them a gift basket. Yep. I just like that it was called Radio Yurt instead of Radio Shack. (laughs) Yep. Which then that just carried over to the other businesses, Yurt, FM, and (laughs) things that that it doesn't make sense anymore. I, I thought it was very unexpected that it was still the paint lady's birthday, which means that Paulette... Well, I mean, I guess it does make sense because Paulette had just stockpiled toothpaste instead of stockpiling paint that very same day. But right, like, does Paulette not take a tube of toothpaste and then use it and then go to the next one? Because all of those toothpaste tubes were partially used. Every last one of them. She makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah, apparently including which toothpaste tube to grab. I mean, I think that's just in the nature of toothpaste, right? It's this just inherently strange, wasteful thing. Do you squeeze in the middle, squeeze at the end? How long do you stick around with a tube? And, and you know, when presented with... if you, I mean, if you had 20 toothpaste tubes lying around, would you really always go for the one? Or would your brain be like, nah, squeeze the one that's the fullest. It's more satisfying, you know? I, w- I would have one toothpaste tube by where I'm making my corrections on my newspaper, and then I would have all the others... In the toothpaste tube storage bin. 
Your world is a much more organized one than the one of Summer Camp Island. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. I would have a sign above the toothpaste tube storage bin. <laughs> Labeling it toothpaste tube storage bin, yes. Aren't you? Minecraft you know, has spoiled me. <laughs> just thank the stars none of your stuff talks to you. And if it ever does, we're going to have to put a pause on the podcast. I mean, it would probably be a lot noisier here if I had to have a side conversation with my microphone during the podcast. <laughs> Ooh, now that's a good sentient life form. I'm surprised that didn't show up in Oscar and Hedgehog's podcast in the show. Yeah, yeah, they have a radio show, but there's no there's no sentient microphone. That would be that would have been awesome. Right. No, that's the best joke. That's one of the best sentient things to be sentient because it just is inherently opposite of the purpose of a microphone. Uh, that would be like uh, earmuffs or headphones or something that were also sentient. And it's like this noise canceling headphones right. that could talk to you. Right. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this this whole episode managed to be like the worst kind of adventure game, except without any pixel hunting, thankfully, but without really saying, hey, guys, look, it's it's just like an adventure game. So I wonder, were they even trying for an adventure game, or was this, this just a convergent evolution of plot lines? Yeah, I mean, I, to me, I didn't get video game vibes, per se. It just feels like a more common plot line, like, get me this, oh, but get me this. But I did like how many levels of it they did, because by the time Oscar was saying, oh, you know, I have to eat the pie to get the paste to get the whatever. <laughs> what, what was the, there were three Ps. He had the mm. pies, the paint, the paste. Yeah. And yeah. so that already felt like the quest. But then it became <laughs> light bulb to relieve the gas uh, or murder, disbanded the murder of crows to get the bulb to get the relieve the gas. Wait, why did they have to relieve their gas? They were just gassy. Was um, that important? Because they were just in pain, I guess. <laughs> that was just, they just couldn't, felt like they couldn't continue. But I'm trying to remember, once they were relieved of gas, what did they go do next? Um, they... Let's see here, they... <sighs> I gotta keep track of these timelines. Oh, no, oh! They had to do the gas because they couldn't make the birthday cake, and then they couldn't get the paint without the birthday cake. So ah, right, because the, the chef gas. was That was them. a necessary... That yeah, was a yeah, necessary yeah. part of their chain. Right, Oscar and Hedgehog didn't necessarily need to be relieved of gas, but the, but the pie maker But, did. you know... Uh, speaking speaking of that, the relief of the gas, though, we, we like to talk about the Oscar and his pencil. And we have the, oh, yeah, I, uh, I just keep this on my person at all times because, you know, I eat a lot because I am a rotund hippo. It's like, <laughs> didn't need the explanation, sir, but thank you for providing it. <laughs> sir, this is a movie theater. I love that the doctor is so wholesomely silly, needing to wait to find out the what <laughs> for the end of the movie. That felt like a joke from a Simpsons episode. It really did. <laughs> it's a it's a good mix. Good mix of comedy on this show. Maybe I've uh maybe I've just watched the Steamed Hams remixes one time too many. <laughs> Everything starts feeling like a Simpsons joke after enough steamed hams. There's probably been a Summer Camp Island steamed hams edition. Gotta find that. No, oh, we can only hope. Well, I have one um, haunting thought that came from this episode that I, uh, I, I have no other thoughts, so this is my closing thought. You know, no one knows why we eat food. 
<laughs> I lo- loved that documentary the doctor was watching. And, uh, you know, I too sat there and wondered, yeah, no one knows. No one knows. <laughs> yeah, except maybe the biochemists. They might have an idea. Eh, who knows? Nobody knows if the biochemist knows. I, I liked that after after their little adventure, the gracious citizens of Hartford were able to get them all of their stuff together. But I want to know, how did the toothpaste tube know to go there to tell them to give Oscar and Hedgehog this stuff? Was he stalking Oscar? Was it the toothpaste? Was that the helper? Is that the connection you made? He was Paulette's inside source, yes. Oh, that's the one she was referencing. Okay. Wow, that actually now is way more depressing to me. Like you said. Yep, again, this is this is why oh I am certain God. that Mr. Toothpaste is not going to come back as a spinel. If he comes back, he'll be as a hero. Well, what do you mean? This is worse. This is more tragic now. This is more tragic. He he knew he was making Oscar unhappy, and he knew that if you love something, you have to let it go. I don't know about that. He got everything. Maybe Oscar's list didn't include written down toothpaste. He he knew what Oscar wanted. did. He, he knew because Hedgehog wanted. Oh uh, wait, but the basket didn't contain toothpaste. Well, he already got the toothpaste. He didn't need it. But I don't know. This toothpaste is just haunting me. Mister Mister Toothpaste was not there. Was not there to be like, see, Oscar, I got them everything else you needed. He he knew he was. Wait, services were no longer required. Am I missing? Was the toothpaste actually named Mister Toothpaste? No, that's just what I have chosen to call him. Okay, okay. <laughs> Plus, that means we can give him the acronym MT. All right, huh? joining huh? in with our with our favorites. Well, that's a little hint, isn't it? A little topic we might need to discuss sometime in the future. Maybe, MT. maybe. Hot Dog Bank likes the stock. That's my final thought. Hey, hey, Susie's stonks are doing pretty good themselves. I liked, I liked that little tying them together. Uh, Susie talking about her stocks. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a classic cartoon. I don't want to quite call it a gag, but I do appreciate it when cartoons tie something from a slightly earlier scene like that. Well, also referencing stocks is the perfect. It's a nonsensical thing that children and adults really should both laugh at. <laughs> Stocks. What are they? And what are food? An ordinary person making money on the stock market? We're going to have to put a stop to that, David. <laughs> oh my god. GME made it here. All right. I hired Hartford. Hartford. I'm going to buy enough stock to force Cartoon Network to make the shirt. And I'm going to use my interest to leverage for a joke about coffee t-shirt. Anyway, guys, that's been us on iHeart Hartford. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Uh, Stay away from Poopkins and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. 